Hey, who's the comedian who does that whole here's your sign? Thing? I think it's Bill Ingvall. Oh, I think you're right. Well, yeah. we've got a great here's your sign Florida story to tell today. Oh, good. Well, how mad would you get if someone stole, stole your parking spot? Uh, pretty mad. Well, you'll meet the group that takes it way too far. Well, okay. What's even more controversial than a mask ordinance? Oh, who knows? A pants ordinance. Oh, that'll do it. Don't worry. I'll explain more. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls. Step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those, don't we, Kirsten? Weird, wild, and wacky and ripped from the headlines ripped as from those always. Headlines. This first one comes to us from ClickOrlando.com, but really kind of comes from our neck of the woods in southwest Florida. Oh, good. A Northport man named Bounty Chirami was driving home from a study session with a friend late one evening recently when he lost control of his vehicle and allegedly hit a sign on the side of the road. Records show that Mr. Shirami said he was talking on the phone when he hit something, but didn't know what he hit or exactly how it had happened. Oh, that's no good. Well, it may not surprise you to find out that Mr. Shirami may have had a drink or two while he was studying. Okay. In fact, after he failed a field sobriety test by the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, a breathalyzer showed he had a blood alcohol content of 0.16, which is twice the legal limit. Ouch. What may surprise you a bit more is exactly what he crashed into. Near the accident was a large, very dented digital signboard on a trailer set up near the road. The message on that sign? Drive sober or get pulled over. (laughs) Oh, man. The sign had been placed near the roadway as part of an ongoing anti-drunk driving campaign. Jeremy was arrested on charges of DUI and DUI with property damage. Well, I'm glad that Bounty was okay, (laughs) but uh, this is irony personified, is it not? Running over a, a sober sign? Uh, That's going to make this nerd laugh every time. (laughs) Now, technically... Technically? Technically, I don't think this is irony. I think it's coincidence. You're probably right. Because as you know, all irony is coincidence, but not all coincidence is irony. You know it. So, um, and I I could be wrong, because it's been a long time since grad school, but... But irony is like the coincidence of opposites. Correct. So I think it would be ironic if he had crashed into a sign that said, drunk drivers are great drivers. Right, yeah. Or if he'd crashed into a sign that just had nothing but police officers all over it. <laughs> Who knows, yeah. I mean, I'm no expert on irony. We would have to call Alanis Morissette, Oh, I guess. yeah, yeah. If there's anybody that knows irony, it's her. It's definitely mm. more ironic than rain on your wedding day yeah. or a free ride when you've already paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's very few things less ironic than that song. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I hope that these signs help keep drunk drivers off the road. I mean, it's really nice to see that. In this case, it actually physically removed a drunk driver from the road. So a big win there. Yeah, the sign did its job. So kudos to uh, to Charlotte County for handling that. <laughs> now, I will say, Your Honor, Yeah. Um, if I were arguing this case. Argumentative. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, Be- if you're going to say you're arguing, then it's argumentative. Because I, I do love my law and order and, right. and my other procedurals. Technically, we don't know that he actually hit the sign because there's no witnesses. There's simply a car with a big dent in it. Sure. A sign with a big dent in it. Yeah. A drunk guy behind the wheel of the car who hit something but your honor this is all circumstantial evidence yes thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you from the distinguished gentleman from Falcon Leghorn yeah I, I, you're absolutely right he does deserve due process in this country as all criminals do so he's it not a give- criminal yet Oh, I'm sorry. See, you're See? denying him of his due process once again. I am. I am. <laughs> Ever since I got out of the news biz, I've just been willy-nilly with all of this That's stuff. That's right. Yeah. Throw it all by the wayside. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would never condone drunk driving, but this is why, you know, I never drank while studying. I needed to stay sharp, and and drinking was the worst thing for me. It would dull my senses, but the one thing that I wasn't dull was me. Yes, you're much more fun to be around after a couple of I'm the ambassador of, of fun. You are. You're even more fun to be around after the dentist puts you under, but that's, Ooh, a, that's, a, yeah, whole that's a whole other story, story for another yep. episode. What I think is interesting here, listen, you're already driving drunk. That's difficult enough, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, why up the degree of difficulty by also talking on the phone while you're driving drunk? Yeah, I think that I think it's that layer of invincibility that happens when you're a mm. drunk driver. I'm surprised he wasn't juggling <laughs> or spinning plates. That would be something to see. And all of a sudden, he has gone from being a drunk driver to uh, a guest on the Ed Sullivan Show, apparently. <laughs> right there with Topo Gigio. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, ask your grandparents. Yes. Our next story comes to us from Local10.com. An argument over a parking space in a Walmart lot turned violent in Davie, Florida recently. According to Davie police, a woman had been waiting for a parking space only to be rebuffed by a silver Mercedes which zipped into the spot before she got a chance to pull in. Oh, man. Witnesses said the woman and the Mercedes driver argued back and forth, but she eventually drove to a different spot nearby. When she got out of her car, she was attacked by the three people from the Mercedes. That's awful. Police believe the Mercedes occupants were a mother and her two adult children, both in their 20s. They beat the woman up, and not only did they steal her parking space, they also stole her purse and phone, then took the license plate off of their own car and made their getaway. What? The attackers are still at large. Davy police are hoping someone can help identify them. So if you know something, call the Davy Police Department or Broward County Sheriff. This is crazy. It's almost as if they've done this before. Like, yeah, to go to that level. What is going on? I, I it is it is just amazing to me how much parking can cause people to lose their minds. Yeah, believe me, I'm not the best person for this. I I sympathize with people that follow the rules of society you know when, we're living in a society that's here right yeah <laughs> and, and i but i do have some major pet peeves you? personally when it comes to parking you. especially when it comes to carts loose carts in parking lots tell us more Corey. well <laughs> so not that i haven't heard this a thousand times right. before so when you go to store parking lots there are always carts they're using cart corrals and a lot of times you see 
carts just laying about or or laying about or just you know in parking scattered willy-nilly willy-nilly and it drives me nuts because it's such a small gesture to put it into the cart corral and it just makes everything so much better why is this so hard to do but it is you know and and here's my thing yeah i am only a few years older than you Mm -hmm. but i grew up in the pre-cart corral era ah the first, I, I mean, I remember seeing a cart corral for the sure. first time and going, huh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. So to me, it is not as egregious of an offense. Yeah. Because I grew up putting the shopping cart, you know, someplace where hopefully nobody would hit it. Yeah. But leaving it just in the parking lot somewhere. Right. So your... I don't even have a word to to describe your your. It's an obsession. Yes, your obsession <laughs> with this. I'm okay I, to. I'm freely okay to admit it. While I agree that it is definitely courteous yeah. and and honestly expected for you to use the cart corral, yeah. I don't consider it quite as heinous of an offense as you do. Yeah, the more I think about it, my guess is the reason why I feel this way is because I used to be a person that went out to get the carts um when I worked at a when I worked for yeah. a grocery store and I think it's just one of those things where it's like they put these corrals in place and if people would just use them it would make everyone's life easier including my own as a cart corraller. Oh, and I wonder if that has something to do with it because I would see it happen all the time whenever I was working, and I was just like, I'm, I will never be that person. Like, you, so. I, I, I think I know who's behind all of the willy nilly carts. Oh, who is it? It's Big Auto Insurance. Big Auto Insurance. You're big right. Big Auto Insurance. They're, they are making money hand over fist with those yeah. door dings, jacking door up dings your rates. Galore. Yep. Right, and the body shops. Yeah. Oh, big auto insurance. I love it. Mako, we've got our eyes on you. Mako and all those auto body shops. Well, you know it now. So I I have a pet peeve as well, although I I think that mine might be a little bit more common um, when it comes to parking. And, And listen, first of all, I need to say I am not victim blaming here. Sure. But inquiring minds want to know, did she have her blinker on? I would hope so. I would hope so, too. I am a firm believer that if you want a parking space, your blinker better be on. And if your blinker's not on, that is not your space. I don't care if you sit there for 15 minutes with the blinker on. I don't. I have been known. I swear I've probably turned on my blinker a quarter mile away (laughs) from a parking space before. It should be a reflex. It's, it's, It's like... It's like an animal peeing on all, all four corners of its territory. You've got yep. to mark your territory, and that's yep. how you do it with the blinker. You have to make it crystal clear that that's the space I'm going for. Yeah. And if anyone decides to try to take it from me, there will be hell to pay. Even though I would say there, there's no reason to ever fight over a parking spot. There, no. are, there are bigger battles to fight. No, I, I will mutter under my breath and, and maybe toss yeah. an obscene gesture your way, but I'm little not going Yosemite to. Sam, rega, frega, rega, frega. Yeah. That's right. I think also the perpetrators in this story, they exhibit something. You can't buy class. Oh, no, you can't. You can buy a classy car. Yeah. 
you cannot buy class. Yeah, you, you can, can have drive. all the money in the world, but you can't buy class. You, it's hard to buy that. You can't sort of even thing. lease class. You can't lease it. <laughs> that sounds like a Mercedes commercial. I can hear John Hamm saying it right now. You can't lease class. You can't even buy it. <laughs> and if if you have a Mercedes, what are you doing shopping at Walmart? I mean, let's be honest here. You and I both drive Chevys. We're Walmart we're people. We're Walmart people. We're Walmart yeah. people. We're not proud of the fact that we're Walmart people. You're, you're driving a Mercedes. you got your places that you can go. Right, yeah. You go to Whole Foods if you drive a Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. You've earned You stay with that. your kind, we'll stay with ours. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, our next story comes to us from the New York Post. Oh, Uh, Omar Ford is a security guard with Criminal Task Force, and he takes his job very seriously. Oh. So one night, Ford was wearing his Criminal Task Force uniform, which includes a tactical vest, a silver badge, and a duty belt with a taser, handgun, and microphone. Oh. Driving through Castleberry on his way home from work, a speeding BMW passed him, and Ford said it was driving erratically. So even though he's not a police officer, he pulled up alongside the BMW, flashed his lights, and honked his horn as though he were willing, trying to pull it over. Yeah. The driver of the BMW was an actual police officer, Uh-oh. who, by the way, was not too happy to see an impersonator trying to pull him over. Oh, no. So Officer Zachary Prince flashed his own lights, the official police kind of lights. Yeah. And while Officer Prince recognized right away that Ford wasn't wearing a real police uniform, officers at the scene said that a layperson would definitely have thought that Ford was an off-duty cop. Yeah. He's been charged with impersonating a police officer. And uh, by the way, Ford also didn't have a valid driver's license, so he has been charged with driving with a suspended license as well. Well, this story sounds so much like one of those where, you know, someone speeds past you, you know, going very, very fast on the road and gets caught by cops right in front of you. Uh... It never happens. You always hope that it happens. And if you're lucky enough to be there when it does happen... You squeal with delight (laughs) at the poetic justice that you just witnessed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't know this guy. Yeah. But first of all, talk about picking the wrong moment. No. Right? Yep. I don't know this guy. I don't know if he had malicious intent Mm, in any way, shape, or form. Maybe he's just a little big for his britches and and thinks, well, I'm a security guard. That's the next best thing to being a cop. Yeah. I I can pull this guy over. You know, I don't know what happened here. What I will say is security guard uniforms that look like police uniforms, there's something wrong there. Yeah, I agree. Like you want to, you want to, you know, show a convey a, that right, sense of authority, authority, security. You want people to feel safe around them. You want yeah. people to be a little intimidated. Sure. But uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want them to think that they're an actual cop. Yeah, I say you go the the route of the military dictator. You get some epaulets. You get some gold <laughs> embroidery. You Maybe know. instead of a sun, stun gun, you carry a big sword. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, go medieval. How about an eye patch? Yes. <laughs> I just think I just think go overboard and make it, you know, so that you, it doesn't look at all like a police officer. The best part about it is if they do get this sort of 
overconfidence or cockiness from wearing the uniform. It just looks laughable if it's they're wearing silly. the military dictate. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't compute. I don't know if you remember years and years and years ago, we went back home to visit my family in Michigan, and I took you to a mall called Great Lakes Crossing. Right. Yeah. And I remember the that. security guards at that mall, the uniforms that they wore, were kind of like. Half forest ranger, <laughs> half Royal Canadian Mounted Police nice. Mountie yes. uniform. Yeah. Like, that's what I think a that's security what guard. That's going for. Like, like you, they still have sort of, like, a forest ranger can still arrest you, You're right? wearing a uniform. But I don't think you're a cop. Yeah, you're wearing a uniform, go a little over the top, you know, and have it look very militaristic. Yeah, and and especially go the Mountie the Mountie route. Right. That's a really good yeah, idea. Yeah, if if I'm driving somewhere in Florida and Dudley Do-Right pulls me over, I know you're not a real cop. Nope, you're probably wanted at the mall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in my Impala days, I used to see people... Oh, the Impala. You remember the Impala that I used to drive? <laughs> the old man car. I used to see people actually change their behavior sometimes when they were driving around me, especially at night, because, you know, it kind of has that cop front to it the Absolutely, cop lights and everything yeah. like that and you would notice little things like that yeah four-door sedan yeah. american sedan definitely yeah. looked a little like you could have been an unmarked cop car i could have and i always thought now again having grown up in michigan yeah give me the little spotlight like yeah. right off the <laughs> next to the, the side view mirror growing up in michigan the one that always got me it wasn't people driving impalas it was anybody with a white car mm. with a ski rack on yes top. because the ski rack from a distance looks like cop lights you just see that little and then you know that little right yeah, yeah like, the oh, ski what rack. is that There's and the worst thing is people would leave their ski rack on their car year round right so it'd be july mm -hmm. and somebody's driving around in their white crown vic or yep. cutlass calais with yep. the ski rack on top oh boy well, as long as they don't have the bubblegum machines on there, right. that's the important <laughs> thing, right? But yeah, but I always thought it should be illegal for for somebody with a white car to even have a ski rack. Yeah. Too I mean, much time impersonating the police. We're right back. We've bit the tail on this. It's, <laughs> it's not any different than having the uniforms. So, no light cop cars. The only one, the only place that gets to use a cop car is the are the Blues Brothers. Oh, well, yeah. Cop shocks, cop, cop brakes. <laughs> cat motor <laughs> i do have some tips for you though yeah if you get pulled over oh and and you think it might be dudley do right and not a real cop tips are always welcome tips are welcome yep um pull over in a well-lit area ah, don't good idea. if if you have the opportunity you know pull over underneath some kind of a street light sure um, of course, you can always ask for the officer's identification, Good right? Good tip. Good tip. And you can always call 911. Yeah. Yeah, just they to usually make sure take that they their, know where they are. They usually take their sweet time coming oh, sure. up to your window to knock on it. Yeah. So feel free to call 911 while you wait and say, hey. You can never be too careful. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Our last story comes to us from The Guardian. We've oh. gone international. Nice. But not really. It's still Florida. <laughs> Wearing saggy pants is once again legal in Opelika after a 13-year 
ban. Oh. Back in 2007, the Opelika, Florida City Commission made national headlines when they voted to ban men's pants that revealed the wearer's undies. There we go. And then in 2013, women were added to the original legislation. I'm sure Ruth Bader Ginsburg was proud of that one. Yep. <laughs> uh, violators could be fined up to $500 basically for neglecting to wear a belt. Yeah. So back in 07, the Florida ACLU called the ordinance a ridiculous waste of public resources and said the ordinance would impose overly harsh penalties for victimless behavior. Well, the Opelika City Commission now agrees and has voted four to one to repeal both ordinances. They'll still need to vote on it one more time to finalize it, but it appears pretty much ready to go. Wow. Meanwhile, signs around the city still warn residents to keep their pants around their waist. (laughs) They actually have signs in Opelika that say, no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, boy. It's the city law. I think they stole that from like the no smoking ordinances. See what they did there with the buts? Yeah. Clever. I am really glad to see (laughs) that saggy pants are legal once again. Who would have thought that pot would be legal before saggy (laughs) pants? Finally, Floridians have their priorities in place, or at least Opelokians have their priorities in place. I do think that we should tax those saggy pants and watch that money roll in. (laughs) You know, weed is only legal with a prescription. In oh, so saggy pants prescription? Yeah, so maybe if you had a doctor's note that said you couldn't wear anything tight around your waist, like maybe you have IBS. I'll get my medic- medical saggy pants card. Yeah, you get a card. You have to apply for the off- to the Office of Compassionate Use, I'm pretty sure, to nice. uh, get that card. And uh, yeah, no... Um, I, you know, it's interesting because I believe it because Opelaka is in Miami-Dade County. I'm pretty sure that you're required to wear a mask in Opelaka. Oh. Now you're just not required to wear a belt oh, in Opelaka. Hey, hey. So, you know, you're just trading, victories. trading one ordinance for another, That's I suppose. Right. <laughs> well, it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what do you know about Opelaka? Not a whole lot. What I know is that I've been pronouncing it wrong for a really long time. It's not Opalaka? It is Opalaka. Okay. I always thought it was Opalaka. Opalaka. Doesn't well, yeah, Opalaka okay. have a nice ring to it? Opalaka, yeah, absolutely. What if Waka Flocka was from Opalaka? <laughs> Waka Flocka from Opalaka? But Waka Flocka's from Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, I know. Bummer. Too bad. It, would, it would be great. Um, Opalaka, apparently, is actually, or, or was actually, Opatisha Wakalaka. Opatisha Wakalaka. Um, it sounds like a Fozzie Bear thing. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Basically, it's Seminole for uh, like big island with a lot of trees and swamps. Opatisha Wakalaka. So, you know, pretty much the whole state. It's such a, a fun of, name to say. I know. Why would lazy Americans, lazy, lazy, Always lazy Americans, everything. abbreviating and yep. hyphenating. Yep. Just. We're so lazy, we don't have the time, can't say the full name of the city. So while I was looking up how to pronounce Opalaka correctly, and yeah. I, I will say, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure that Opalaka was right. I just, sure. you know, that's what I'd always said. Um, I found out some other interesting facts about Opalaka. Really? If you'd like to hear. I would love to hear One them. or two of them. Yeah. Opalaka 
has the largest collection of Moorish revival architecture in the entire Western Hemisphere. Moorish revival architecture. Moorish or moopish. Moopish. If you're George Costanza. Sure. But uh, yeah. Moops. Moorish revival architecture. Who would have thought? A lot of arches. A I lot wouldn't of, have thought uh, that turrets. that would be in North America, let alone in. Well, Apalaka. I mean, Western Hemisphere, the largest largest collection, you know, in the Western. Oh, in the hemisphere. Western Hemisphere. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That there are parts of the world where you know the Moorish architecture is a bit more common. I would think so. I would have thought so. <laughs> the Western Hemisphere threw me off. Yeah. So, so when the city was founded, you know, essentially it was founded on this like sort of Arabian Nights theme like That's really like neat. it was a sort of a theme city yeah. not not like celebration Th- florida is a disney theme city sure. but a a, a 10,000 nights or or whatever it is uh, a theme so they have street names to this day that are still things like saber lane wow cool sultan avenue mm-hmm. alibaba avenue <laughs> and and of course there is a sesame street in yes. sesame street I want to see Oscar the Grouch. Well, his uh, his trash can is apparently in front of a uh, Moorish Revival building. Nice. So, so yeah. That so would that's, be great. That's Opalaka. You learn something new every day, oh, right? yeah. You must be like part of the Opalaka Chamber of Commerce by now. Visitor and Convention Bureau. Visitor and Convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll much, be applying much, for that job next week. Oh, that would be great, yeah. <laughs> So what did we learn this week, Corey? Well, I learned that the worst sign you can crash into is a sober sign. I learned that if some Mercedes driving D-bag steals my parking spot, Mm -hmm. I should probably just take a deep breath and let it go. It's never worth it. Not even for the D-bags. I also learned that nothing good can come from pretending to be a cop, especially in 2020. Ooh, yeah, especially in 2020. And uh, I was today years old when I learned that I've been pronouncing Opalaka wrong for the better part of two decades. Opalaka. Opalaka. Yep. Those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, feel free to share it with us. Oh, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, we're on all of them, so we're not hard to find. I, I want to point out that last week we had 86 people in Germany find us. Yes. That's how easy we are to find. Yes. A big guten tag to all of them. Guten tag. And uh, whether you're in Deutschland, the US of A, or anywhere else, make sure to tell your friends about us. Danke schön. That's right. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Until we see you again, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>